Let's roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for ranks, flanks, and kings of war. as they delve into the world of Panathor and bring you worldwide coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Countercharge. I'm Steve Hildrew. I'm Mark Zielinski. And I'm Matt Croger. Thanks for joining us, your three favourite Countercharge hosts, for a catch-up about what's happening in our hobby worlds and our main topic today, which is how we handle hobby burnout. But first of all, we haven't been on together for a while. I Actually, Mark, I think I've only been on one episode with you. So what's been happening in your parts of the world? Update us on your life and give us a bit of a corona catch-up for the UK and the US. What are your restrictions like, etc.? Are you able to get back to gaming? Uh, let's start with you, Steve. Yeah, so I think uh, the UK, particularly England, is in a really weird place because our government is, um, well, I'm not going to say it's incompetent. It's doing, I'm sure it's doing its very best, but... The advice is wildly conflicting. So as, as an example, it's still very much, you know, uh, stay indoors, wear a mask when you go into shops, unless it's a Monday to Wednesday, in which case go to your local restaurant and patronize them. And here's a 50% off a voucher to do so. So we've got like uh, schools are reopening in two weeks. So I've got my eldest is 18 and she's going to university um, in October. And my youngest uh, is because big gap with my kids. He's four. So he's going to school for the first time uh, in September. So I've got kids going into what is going to be a you know cesspit of infection uh, for the first time. And I'm looking at the coronavirus numbers for the UK. So they've, they've been relatively stable for a while, but there is clearly a small uptick um, happening. So the city that I'm in, which is Birmingham, is on the list for like a localized lockdown. Uh, but... It hasn't happened yet, and people are still going about their business. Um, it's mandatory to wear masks in shops. You can game stores are kind of doing restricted nights, but there's no the only game store for me is about a 45 minute hour hour drive from me. Um, so I'm not going to that. I've had my friend Russell's come to my house. We've had a couple of games, kind of socially distanced, and that's been great. And I filmed those for battle reports. Um, I'm glad you clarified for battle reports there, Steve. So good. Yeah, we yeah. filmed them for my uh, my own like pleasure. So we just yeah, so we just life's going on, and my wife's back to work full time, but there's just been a suspected coronavirus case at her work, so she, she you know that might be shut down. So God knows what's going on. It's all very very strange, and I'm not my my work is is like back to normal, but my work involves a lot of traveling to visit hospitals, and that's obviously not happening because hospitals don't want people to come and visit them. So I'm stuck at home staring at a screen all day. So uh, I am in a, a bit of a still in a weird limbo position and uh, going slightly stir crazy indoors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and doing everything yeah. over video is hard, isn't it? I personally find uh, it harder than face to face for sure. More draining. I've, I've got used to it. So a lot of in my company we tend to do audio chat. If we're talking to customers, we tend to put video on because they uh, respond better if they can see your face. What I find annoying is is the background. So you have to put on like you know I just have my house behind me because I don't care, but everyone else seems to have like a generic office background behind them or there's always some wacky person with like the Taj Mahal and I'm like you don't and I'm just like I just uh, it just gets on my nerves after a while yeah no I completely get where you're coming from and it's very easy to because I work in a sales kind of role it's very easy for people to brush you off <laughs> over video and telephone and they can't do that um face to face so yeah uh yeah it's all right I think it's it's mostly it's very hard on your mental health I think to be to be stuck 
like this and to not see family. I was talking to my mum. So mum, we have like support bubbles here. So my mum's my support bubble. We don't see her very often because she lives a couple of hours away. But she hasn't seen my brother and his kids for eight months. Yeah, wow. Um, and it's just an extraordinarily long time to not see members of your family, I think. So, uh, yeah, really interesting. Tough time. I bought a dog. We've got a dog, though. So that was been my attempt. We've um, we bought a brand new puppy. So he's chewing something next to me at the minute. He's 14 weeks old. So that has happened. That's good for mental health. Is it? I just <laughs> myself like having another child. Yeah. You know, don't eat that. Why are you doing it? And he cries when I go away because obviously I'm around all the time. So he's become very attached to me. So I need to manage his behavior better. But he's a lovely dog. It's mm. very sweet. Anyway. I'd be one of those annoying people with background, except I try to do funky ones. My current one is Tiger King. <laughs> like that. hey i'm the wacky manager yeah. like that yeah. <laughs> and what's happening with you mark well we are currently in level three lockdown here in our county one level below the state maximum of level four where all hell breaks loose and nobody goes anywhere so but uh, i am back to work so things are fairly normal for me i work in an essential business so i am off uh I'm off to work every day. So my wife is now working back downtown. So they have loosened up things a little bit, but my kids are both going to be going to school remotely for the entire semester. So they actually start on Monday. Actually, I'm vacation this week trying to get the house rearranged uh, because they were working off coffee tables and stuff like that. You know, for a couple of weeks, that's one thing. But for a full semester, we're, we're just getting everybody ready for school and things like that. Uh, my local hobby shop is, uh, they're doing face-to-face -face games, but we're not going in because I have the two vulnerables, Colin's a type 1 diabetic, and I've got 85-year-old grandma here in the house with me. So we try not to have anybody come over or go anywhere, and uh, we try to be as safe as possible. So that's what we're kind of working on. Uh, sadly for me, Colin is completely burned out on Kings of War. He is now... Uh, into making YouTube videos and uh, playing Walking Dead because he, he likes the solo rules and he's just uh, doing that. Yeah, so my daughter's playing D&D &D virtually twice a week. You know, I, I think Colin's got some kind of group he's in. I think it's tonight. They they get online and they chat or something like that. So but so I am just comforting myself. I uh, and We'll get into this a little bit later with a little bit of hobby here and there and not as much and the work's been overwhelming as usual. So and I'm lucky. I can avoid a lot of those video calls. So I tend to, I try to dial into them if I can. So, but I've been on a few Zooms and a few WebExes here and there, but, uh, and I can agree working from home was a real stretch. I, you know, I did it from about March 23rd to May 16th, I think. I was at home and, um, you know, I, I just worked through my commute time. So, you know, now I have my commute time. So I don't know which is worse, but I guess it's, better to be in the office and see human beings here and there but you know we're all masked up everybody runs to their office you know um it's funny we'll have like our staff call and everybody will be dialing into our conference line from their office you know we don't all get together in a big conference room or anything mm -hmm. like that so you know so we're basically still locked down the one thing i have noticed is everybody's not as absolutely terrified as they were because like back in march and april you know, everybody was under the impression that if the virus landed on your skin, you died instantly. And, you know, we're finding that that's not quite the case. And so people are a little looser. But, you know, like I talked my took my daughter to the doctor, I think, in April. And, you know, the doctor was pushed into the far corner of the room with a table between her and you, you know. And now I took her yesterday for her well-child visit. And 
you know, I mean, everybody was masked up and stuff, but it was much more closer to normal than it was in April, let me tell you. So, and I talked to the doctor about that. And, you know, we know more about the virus now. So, mm, yep. We didn't actually know the word vacation existed at your company, Mark. <laughs> it doesn't. Not for me, it doesn't. Mark, so, not about uh, vacation. Actually, I celebrated my first day of vacation on Monday by going into the office. So, and then Yay! I. Uh, <laughs> And then I spent two hours this morning online and uh, with people calling me. So it's like, okay, just get it over with so I can get some time off. So uh, the fact that we're I'm sitting here, it's uh, 3.48 p.m. on a Wednesday, and I have a beer in my hand talking to you two, I consider this a victory. So I'm very happy. That says a lot about the state of your life, mate. I'm not being funny. If uh, talking to us two is considered a victory, God help you, buddy. <laughs> So how are things in lockdown uh, down around your way there, Matt? Yeah, so, um, I mean, I've said before, we've been reasonably well controlled in uh, Australia. And certainly, I mean, how Australia works, we've got a few states and then what are called a couple of territories. And I live in one of the territories, which is the capital of the of the country. And we, we haven't had a case probably for over a month in, um, in our territory. But, you know, we're only a 400,000 people or so. I think we've only got... I think in the last 24 hours, a couple of hundred cases across the country, we were well on the way for, a, you know, really good suppression. And then one of the states had a bit of an unfortunate incident with, uh, we were doing mandatory quarantine in hotels and then uh, the private company doing the security for those hotels decided to, um, some of the security guards were letting people out and also let's say, having relations with the guests. And uh, that led to, <laughs> that led to, and then they took it home to their families and led to an explosion. So, um, and I mean, oh, we know, certainly know more about it, but we, we, that went, took that state from having about 10 cases a day over about two weeks up to about 700 cases a day. So, um, but they're there, so they're in lockdown, but we're all pretty good here. There's, there's not much travel allowed, but it's not like, uh, in Victoria where that happened, mask wearing is mandatory, but it's not mandatory anywhere else. It's just social distancing. And if you can't, if you can't social distance, then, um, the preference is to wear a mask. So, and I've been working all along cause I'm in healthcare, but, um, had to shift to telehealth kind of services for a while, but now pretty much back to normal and as as busy as ever. So, you know, I count myself very lucky to be where I am at the moment. And I certainly feel for a lot of our friends overseas. And it was interesting, Steve, you bringing up mental health. I think it's important. I've said it on a show before, but, you know, I think, I think that's one of the great things about our hobby, right, is that, you know, try and reach out if you can, if you, if, if you need to use each other. I think a lot of us have struggled with with mental health. Um, I mean, you guys know I certainly had some struggles a couple of months ago, not necessarily corona related, but, you know, r- reach out if you if you need a hand because these are trying times and I certainly know I've got mates that are struggling with lockdown at the moment. So, you know, don't be afraid to tell your mates, right? No, that's absolutely right. And it, I think it's really tough and, you know, we've talked, haven't we, you know, and we've been quite open about uh, suffering from various mental health issues ourselves as well as uh, noting the ones that we've had in our community. I think uh, reaching out is a very hard thing to do. It's easy to say and hard to do, and you never want to seem like you're bothering someone. You know what I mean? Mm. But uh, uh, it's certainly easier to talk to someone than it is to suffer alone, I would mm. say. And it's always hard in it because I think uh, for for people, it's not a generic case. It's not for everyone, but actually uh, gaming, like tabletop gaming, where you know we 
a, a proportion of us are definitely nerds who aren't very good at social interaction. And the social interaction we get over the gaming table is often the best social interaction we've got. It's incredibly healthy for us. So having that snatched away from us uh, has been very tough, I feel, mm. um, for a number of people. And, and that people have really struggled with that. So, yeah, it's definitely been an interesting time. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, you know, it is hard to be vulnerable, right? But I think, uh, you know, if you can get yourself there, yeah, you'll be a lot better for it. Why don't we move on to what we've been doing a little bit in the hobby before we get on to our main topic? So, Steve, have you been hobbying at all? Well, <laughs> no, not really. A bit. So the, the reason I came about this is because I, I this, this seems to happen when I finish an army. Right, when I finish an army, because you have to go hell for leather to finish an army, no matter no matter what. And I, you know, Twilight King was my lockdown army, and uh, I finished it, which is great. And then I, as I did with my Ratkin, I just never wanted to paint another model again. Not interested. Literally, complete hobby burnout. I have no interest in painting anything whatsoever. However, I've got um, still got a tournament planned in October, which um, under if current lockdown regulations are the same. Um, will definitely happen with you know social distancing reduced numbers uh, and various protections in place um, and I haven't quite got enough tables to run that so I have been making some terrain and that's been fine I, I haven't minded doing that and really it's you know um, uh, doing interesting stuff and I, I, I made a building that I got ages ago from um, war bases I think it's war bases but it's like um, it was from a um, a Kickstarter called the 55th day in Beijing. And it was these historical Chinese buildings. So I had a pagoda from that, which I've built up. It's quite funny because I, it's got these inscriptions on it. I was, I was saying to, to, to my wife, my, my wife's dad was looking at it um, over, over um, WhatsApp or whatever, or Skype, or definitely not those two things, WeChat um, from China. He's like, what kind of era is that supposed to be from? And it's kind of like from no era, but it's got Chinese inscriptions on it and translated and one of them just said, welcome to China. <laughs> and then the other one said, um, your father was a hamster and your mother smelled of elderberries. But actually what it, <laughs> what it, but they'd obviously got it put, in, put it into Google Translate. And what it said was, your mother is a hamster and your father smelled elderberries. So it didn't really make any sense whatsoever. So I didn't, I, I wrote, we got some different inscriptions. That was pretty funny. Uh, so yeah, I've just been making some terrain for that and i've been making um prizes for so the the awards for my tournament i've uh, i've been making those so kind of hand making some of those prizes which is which has been pretty interesting that's not it's not so much hobby it's just something creative to do with my hands you know making something and i've been planning for a while what they were going to look like so i'm pretty pleased with those um they're nearly done you know doing like some aged paper and stuff and like because it's a story-based tournament that i'm running the first prize is like an opened book with the award written on the front, the pages that are opened, and it's kind of on a book stand, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's looking great, mate. Those pictures you sent us looking really good. Yeah, thank you. So um, I'm working on those, and when they're when they're all finished, maybe I'll post up some some pictures and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, how about you, Mark? What have you been working on? Well, I've been working on my clansmen uh, for my Northern Alliance a little bit here and there uh, when I get a chance. Uh, basically, I was working on the Xandri Dust, and then I was going to go to the Agaros Dunes. I wasn't quite sure. So I actually combined the two, and I think I'm pretty happy with the result. So I'm using a Xandri Dust uh, base coat, and then I'm putting the Agaros Dunes over the top of that. Um, I put it straight out of the pot. I might have to lighten it down a little bit. But then 
If I use some real light dry brush, like dry brush uh, white around the fur and then some bone dry brush on the bones a little bit and use some of that snake bite leather contrast paint on the belts and straps, you know, just to highlight them, it, they're they're looking pretty good. Uh, I'm surprised, actually. So, I mean, they're they're not going to win me any awards They're and they're only going to probably see uh, battle in the basement here. But um yeah, not too bad. I'm a little stuck with what to do with the shields. I was talking to Felix about that on After Dark uh, the other day, and um, so I'm going to try. I'm going to try basing them brown, and then try to leave some of the bits for bone, and then I'm going to see what it looks like. I've, I've got a test model up that I'm kind of working with and working through that. So I did determine that everyone's going to be a ginger though in the entire army. So if you've got hair, it will be red. So I'm, I'm happy about <laughs> a that. Full ginger army. Amazing. <laughs> a full ginger army. You got it. Kind of Brock Rider-ish uh, from that standpoint, you know, berserkers, but I'm working on that. And then I started working on some skeleton horsemen I forget how I got a hold of these. I, I found them somewhere. Those now don't hate on me here. They're the Age of Sigmar Calavos Death Riders or whatever. But <gasps> I know, I know. I'm putting them together. I I have not based them. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but I'm just building them just because I needed something different. I just, you know, just from the burnout standpoint, I just needed something different. And you got to admit. These GW models just go together so nicely, but, you know, they're kind of chunky, and I don't know if I like these. I don't know. I just, I found them in the basement. I don't know how they got there. I don't, They're probably from Christmas from somewhere, probably an errant relative or something that bought them. So, but, uh, yeah, so I'm kind of working on them, and um, so that's just kind of what I'm doing to try to get over a little hobby burnout because I'm working on those Klansmen, and I really got stuck on the color and I'm starting to think I don't want to do them, but I do want to do them. So I'm kind of, so I'm building these guys to try to feel better. I don't even know if I'm going to paint them. I'm just building them right now just to kind of see where it takes me. So, and then uh, I'm, I'm trying to gently nudge Colin back into playing because I'm so used to playing every Friday night. And, um, you know, we started with third and then around Christmas time, he started burning out and then the COVID hit and he's done. Just tell so. him you won't feed him unless he plays with you. <laughs> I, I actually discussed that with my wife. That was soundly rejected. <laughs> yeah, don't don't forget who's in charge in that house. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh yeah, That's it's right. not it's, it's not, not work. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That only works when I leave the house. So, but uh, yeah, but we there was actually discussions of that. It's like uh, with the kids, don't do your chores, don't eat. But I was soundly defeated on that idea. So, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, my kids are. Um, you know, they're, they're trying to work on a little hobby, but uh, I, on vacation, I did have my daughter commit that she was going to do a little modeling with me. So hopefully in a day or two, we'll uh, get back to doing a little modeling. So I'm like, planning like on finishing these guys up. Or, you know, what's it going to be? That's what I was thinking. You know, mm. <laughs> going to do some modeling, like a photo shoot or no, 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 painting? Actual, <laughs> painting. I'm, I'm looking forward I, to the updates I, on Facebook, Mark, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What are you going to wear? This is my summer, this is my summer swimwear, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but every once in a while when we uh, do vacation, we always, um, you know, we do some modeling. And, like, when we travel, anywhere I go, I try to stop at the local GW store and we get the free model and paint. My daughter likes to do that. We've I've got pictures of them when they were little doing that. And so they kind of like to do that. And when we were in San Francisco and um, we saw Jeremy and we visited – 
Kylie's internet friend and all that type of stuff. You know, we hit several of the G-Dub stores, so we still have some extra models from that. So she wants to finish painting and put them together. So we're going to try working on that this week. So uh, better happen before I go back to work. So because it probably won't happen and before school starts. But, you know, so I'm kind of looking forward to that, actually. So it's one of my fondest memories with my kids is uh, just you know, going to the shop and just painting and playing with them and stuff like that. So I uh, really, really enjoy it. Well, my, so, my request is I want to see the many masks of Mark in the photos, okay? <laughs> okay, you got to be a little more specific on that. Mm. You know, just, just wearing your different masks, you know, just some, just some glamour mask shots of yourself. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Hey, speaking of work, they're calling me right now and I'm going to hit decline. All right. Woo. So, Matt. <laughs> so, Matt, what are, what are you up to? So, I have my first regiment primed for my Dragon Empire army of the Titanforge Spearman models. So, yeah, one of my big problems is just getting going. Um, I think I'm similar to you, Steve, in terms of when you're at the start of a new project. But I've also been working on. I had, I had a mate paint quite a few things for me. So I, I paid him to paint. I ended up with three new regiments of ironclad, three new troops of rangers, and a couple of steel juggernauts, which was awesome. Oh, and a steel behemoth. So I had a game the other day where I just included all of that just because <laughs> I wanted to put it on the table. And that was great. But uh, the way they've been painted, they came back. When I originally painted my army, I ended up speed painting it quite a bit uh, to get it ready for CanCon. So the golds didn't come out exactly how I wanted and his golds are a bit different. So now I'm just going back and trying to, I don't want them to be exactly the same because it doesn't, it doesn't bother me too much if they're a little different when they're on different styles of units, but I want to bring them a bit closer together. So that's, that's what I'm working on. And I'm playing in a, a local UB tournament, uh, which is mostly Australians, but then Donnie from, Lake Swat has joined us as well. Uh, but why I mention this is this has got four special characters in it which are in no way balanced, but <clears throat> they're uh, reasonably well, interesting. Isn't one of them you as well? One right? of them is me. So they're all named after people in the local scene. So Michael Clark, who we've had on the show before, he's, he's running it and his old war handle, uh, handle on the forums was Darth Saber. So he's got himself in there as Darth the Destroyer. <laughs> um, they've all got reasonably similar stat profiles, except he's given himself, uh, what is he? He's speed six, melee two, <laughs> death four. That's really bigging himself up, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. He's, uh, six he's attacks, four, dash 14, up. and he's elite, fly, nimble, crushing two, vicious, yeah, sure. and self-inspiring. Sure, sure. Sure, <laughs> yeah. sure. So what are we overcompensating yeah, for? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he's got the life of Panathor special rule where he gets life leech one in melee against heroes and monsters. So, um, And then the other characters are named after Mike, uh, called Mike the Cross-Eyed Mystic, who's the new RC member, Augustus the Mighty, who happens to have similar... Um, he's, a, he's a War Machine character who happens to have similar initials to... Uh, our guy who's famous for running three heavy mortars here. And then there's me, uh, the crow boy. And he is elite, extremely expiring with range 12 inches. Extremely. Extremely. Stealthy, crushing strength one and ensnare. But then I have the banner of Panathor. So the crow boy can be inspiring or cowardly. (laughs) 
<laughs> At the start of each turn, you have to roll a d6. If the results are one or two, then Crowboy hides in the shadows and all friendly units within 12 inches have rallying zero special rule. In addition, you lose stealthy and ensnare. If the rolls are three plus, then I stand tall and all friendly units within 12 inches have the rallying two special rule. It strikes me that you have the... the, the- biggest double-edged sword of the <laughs> yeah exactly of right and so i had to put him in my list because who doesn't enjoy playing with themselves right indeed yeah yeah am i right mark yeah do you enjoy that yes yes i got it yeah, okay. <laughs> so but <laughs> now, how did, now how did you end up with making a die roll for cowardly or inspiring and somebody else's uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I think um, he, interestingly, he's been the most popular special character because I think if no. it goes off, the rallying too is just so baller, right? So I think Donnie's put him in his list and, and combined with Iron Resolve and Heal, when it goes off on the Basilians, it's quite good. And I'm running my dwarves with him. So, you know, that even takes standard ironclad up to... 15, 17 or 16, 18 or something. Although it's one of those ones, it's always goes off early game and then when you need it, you roll your one or two, right? So um, that's that's been fun for that tournament. Yeah, I like, I like, we haven't, you don't see tournaments in Australia, certainly the face-to-face ones that do many special characters. So, you know, I, I like the idea. I know it's more common in the in the States and a little bit in the UK, but, you know, I like the idea. I don't, I don't mind changing it up a bit, but... Yeah, so uh, that's that's what I've been up to. Uh, well, why don't we take a quick commercial break and then we'll be back with our main topic, which is what do you do about hobby burnout? Do you take delight in playing with friends and their toys in a safe place free of judgment? Countercharge after dark. It's where magic happens. Check the show notes and Facebook group announcements for the Discord link. And we're back. Uh, Now onto our main topic, hobby burnout. Now, Steve, I know you've been struggling a bit with this recently, so do you want to kick us off? Yeah, so so I'm worried about it. I'm worried about it because I have a hysterically short attention span in general. Um, so I'm, I'm not, um, I'm maybe I, 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 we, there was a poll that some of the Kings of Hearts guys were doing around UK gamers looking at where people had come from. It's something like 83% of people have played, played Warhammer who are currently playing Kings of War. So I never played Warhammer. I played it like four times when I was about 12. Um, so I'm not from that group. So war game is very new to me and I've had a really, the longest I got involved with hunting was when I played EverQuest for four years uh, online. So video games is kind of my longest uh, passion. And I've always been slightly worried because I've got very deeply involved in Kings of War that I'd lose interest because when I lose interest, it just goes. Um, so every time I kind of get hobby burnout a little bit, I just worry that I'm, I'm losing interest in the game and that kind of stuff. So I finished my Twilight King and because I'm not really playing uh, Kings of War at the minute, I'm, I'm, you know, I've had a couple of games, like I say, with Russell who's popped around, which is super. Um, I'm just looking at thinking, uh, you know, am I done? Am I am I done with Kings of War? Is that it? But then I've, you know, I'm running a tournament. I'm still very into that. And what I've really found is that the friends that I've made through this game, I've really, I really value. You know, I really value uh, the stuff we do on Countercharge. I really value doing the stuff uh, I do on YouTube. And I don't, I don't necessarily want to stop. 
but I have literally zero desire to paint a miniature. And I tried, I had a one, you know, when I was doing this terrain and when you do terrain, um, what you tend to do is you chop up drape, like big pieces of foam and stuff. And then you have to coat it and like house paint because you don't want to use your proper paint on it. And then it has to dry for about four hours. And so if you've got a bit of hobby time, you want to do something else. So I had this um, uh, tree herder that I got from a Kickstarter. So I thought, oh, maybe I'll, just, I'll give it a go. I'll paint it, you know, let's see how it goes. And I painted it and it was fine, but I really didn't want to <laughs> when I was doing it. I didn't enjoy painting it particularly. And it's it's done now, which is great, but it's not, I, I've put it on a base, but I haven't finished the base yet. And I'm just looking at it going, I don't really want to. And I don't know. I think it's fine. I mean, I've been through this before with Ratkin, and I remember we talked about it on the show before about whether, you know, I still take pleasure from looking at the armies, and I do. And the Twilight King army that I do is definitely the best painted army I've ever done. Um, but the next army I want to make is is Brother Mark. And I'm just not, I'm absolutely not going to buy any models. I'm absolutely not going to paint them. And I don't know quite what to do about that. And as a small side note, I play, I played a, um, a UK uh, Universal Battle Tournament with Brother Mark, and I came bottom. I got the wooden spoon. I've never come bottom in a tournament in my life, and I, I lost four games in a row with Brother Mark. So they might not be the army for me, to be frank, lads. But <laughs> and I think that's a factor as well, is that it's not just hobby. It's like I'm super burnt out on doing Universal Battle. I am tired of that system, and I really can't face going online with her and i don't know if that's because one of the games i played on there were, you know i played against a very slow player and sitting there for three and a half hours while somebody debates their moves on you it's not for me it is mm. not for me i can't I, I really don't ever want to play on universal battle again right now i'm happy to play face-to-face games that's brilliant and you know i enjoyed them and i've got a, a very exciting project coming up um next week that i i can't necessarily talk about but it might or may might not involve uh, the new mantic supplement so there's stuff happening which i'm still excited about but i just i definitely don't want to paint any models and uh i kind of thought it might be interesting to talk about you know does everyone go through this how do people get around it well you know is it something i should be worried about do you just chill and just wait for the itch to come back um i, I guess i'm reasonably lucky i've got you know, I've got three or four thousand points of elves. I've got three or four thousand points of of, of Ratkin. I've got a couple of thousand points of undead. So I don't necessarily need another army if I wanted to go out and play a game. It might not be optimal, but I've got models. So uh, yeah, that's my long diatribe about hobby burnout. Mm. And have you tried with the Universal Battle? Have you tried video chatting at the same time? Um, I haven't used video just because if I'm, yeah. I mean, it's the same with work really. If I if if I I know it's a weird thing, but given that I have a YouTube channel, but I'm not overly excited about people looking at my face. And also, if I'm playing with somebody for three and a half hours, I definitely want to be picking my nose, uh, you know, wandering off to make a cup of coffee, mm. play, you know, playing with a dog rather than paying attention to whatever the bloody hell they're doing at the time. So video for me, not really something I'm that interested in, mm. in doing. I'm happy to voice chat, and that's fine. I've had some great chats with the guys when I've been playing with them. Um, I just, it's the, it's the length it's the length of play with Universal Battle. It takes too long to have a not, you know, to not be actually rolling real dice. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think um, it's interesting. I mean, we've had this, we've had a similar chat in our in our hosts chat before, and so it sounds like to me that you're kind of really around this in terms of your hobby, focusing on the fact that you 
can't paint. It's almost like you don't see, well, you don't not see it, but I, I know Jeremy kind of works at a bit of something every day. And if he does a bit of podcasting or a bit of something else that, you know, he still regards it as working on his hobby. Are you less like that? Yeah, I'm not really bothered. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm happy to do, I don't feel a lack if I don't do something like that. Mm. I mean, we 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 bought a PS4 recently because obviously PS5 was announced, which meant the prices of PS4 went through the the floor. Um, so we bought a PS4 with 40 games. So I've been playing a little bit of PS4 games, and that kind of fills that kind of void of gaming a little mm. bit for me. And like I said, we've got a dog, and so that you know, walking the dog takes up time. Um, but no, I don't I, I don't mind if I don't pay. I, I used to do a lot of art instead of actually doing um you know model painting and i've been considering picking that up but again i'm just not really that motivated to to do it it just seems to be in a funny place really where and i do wonder if it's because if you're not having that regular social face-to-face contact with people that share your interests does that interest wane you know oh, I, I think i think 100 percent right because otherwise you know you are just doing your art at home right it's it just in a different way. So I, I think it is really hard to get motivated. I know a lot of people, I mean, I think if you even just look at all our Facebook groups, right, at the start of lockdown, it was just inundated with projects. But how many posts are you seeing now? Exactly. Very few. And people have kind of worked through, oh, this is my hobby. I mean, and doing, I, I think often, particularly in uh, competitive uh, hobby projects, people need something to work towards. And I've one with Mark because Mark, you know, Mark is um, by his own omission, and he can chime in here. Um, hysterically slow hobbier, you know, oh, three, yeah. mod- three models half a year. Um, and I wonder if it's because um, people often model with a goal. You know, I'm going to this tournament. I need my army done by then, right? Um, not many of us have a hobby, <laughs> have a tournament we're planning to go to or we're working towards. So what's the motivation to hobby? Are you hobbying for hobby's sake? Is it just to clear the pile of grey plastic underneath your underneath your desk or in your in your hobby room? It's very hard, you know, if if it was that easy, we wouldn't have piles of grey plastic uh, mm. lying around. There's only very few people that don't have the the pile of shame, I, I suppose. Or sorry, the the shelf of opportunity, as we're supposed to call it. Mm. Yeah, is that right, Matt? Oh, yeah. I, I like the shelf of opportunity better. I mean, I've got a pile of shame. I've come to the realization I will never paint everything I have before I leave this mortal coil. So <laughs> it's uh, I'm done. But uh, yeah. No, Mark, what's your Mark? What's your motivation to paint? And so when you do your hobby, is it just mean you've got I think of all of us, your your job seems to be certainly the most pressured and takes up a lot of your time for you. Is hobby just something you can do to get out of a work headspace? Uh, for me, uh, trying to get a little hobby time is getting some me time because everybody needs a piece of Mark to do something. So, you know, be that the family or anything. So when I get a chance to sit down and just kind of paint, it's great. And, you know, I, I, I'm i stuck on painting as well right now, Steve. I, I'm in my own head on these Northern Alliance. And I've said this a couple times on the podcast and I've tried working on it. And that's why I'm taking a break building these models that – you know, that are all, although cool, I don't know how excited I am about them. You know what I mean? I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with them. Is it going to be a new undead army or what is it going to be, you know? So maybe, um, you know, Empire of Dust. I, I'm not quite sure because I did pick up some Empire of Dust Guardians and I actually have them 
somewhere here in the basement. So I might, maybe this will turn into that, but yeah, I'm kind of, kind of drifting a little bit and you know, I've got a hobby ADD so bad because I have so much stuff. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do burn out here and there and, and that, and I don't even do a lot. So I'm kind of looking forward to if we do another army in a weekend or something like that, that gives me the motivation to sit down and knock through a whole bunch of models for the weekend and maybe try to get that thousand point army built and uh, paint it over the weekend. I think that'd be fun. And or, you know, just, you know, I'd love to start off with a prime set this time because I figured out my mistake on armies of the weekend. So I got to get them built and primed the right base color. Then I can finish in the weekend. So but uh, so I'm hoping that we do one of those again. And I think one of the problems we've had is in the beginning of Kings of War, particularly back in first edition, everybody needed an army. So you wanted to just knock out a thousand points. But now everybody has several armies like you do, Steve. So you know, would that motivate you to, you know, paint a thousand points in a weekend to a standard you're not used to? Yeah, if I had to, it's, a, it's needing a goal, isn't it? I suppose it's something to work towards. And I wonder if, it, you know, I, the only game I play is Kings of War as a war game. You know, I, I, I've dabbled and I bought other games. Like I bought um, The Walking Dead and I painted up the entire starting box of Walking Dead, but no one wants to play with me. So that's back in the box. Um, and I've got Shadespire, but, you know, we don't really play that. So do you guys do you guys play other war games? Is that you know I wonder you know if there's a lot of people think oh I, I've I've lost my mojo for for painting up Kings of War, but I can paint up some models for Warcry or something like that. You know people that play other games. Do you guys play other games? And is that something you guys turn to? Uh, no, I definitely not. I mean I think something you said before, Steve, with PS4 and things. I, I mean I think for me competing priorities is a thing and you know it's not like hobbying is the thing i necessarily love most as well so i think that contributes to burnout you know i'm quite happy to sit i'll pay hours and hours of total war warhammer or i love my ps4 you're currently playing last of us 2 but no i, I try and keep kings of war as my only war game mostly because i just cannot be bothered learning another rule set <laughs> so, <laughs> like i just i just it's feel like i don't have and particularly if it's something like like I can actually see myself enjoying something that is a little bit more build your list for synergies and things. Cause I did used to like that about Warhammer, but I cannot see myself actually being bothered with it these days as I'm a bit older and, and have more priorities. So yeah, I, I just love Kings of War for the, the rule set. So I don't play any other war games, but I think Mark also brings up a really good point is it sounds like something he's struggling with is, you know, to get those clansmen going, you have to paint a lot of them, right? So one of the problems with a rank and, fi- uh, rank and flank war game is that when you're starting a new army, you just are sitting there looking at so many models to paint. And I know certainly with my, like I've had my, Dragon Empire models for more than a year, might even be close to two years, and I'm only just starting to paint them now. Uh, and that's mostly because I'm like, well, what do you paint first? I'm, I'm one of those people that buys a lot of stuff and doesn't buy just for a list. So then I end up with this big pile of stuff and I go, ah, oh, you know, what am I actually going to paint first? But no, I, I don't have other war games. I've just bought some terrain. So kind of like you, Steve, I'm, I'm going to try maybe painting a bit of terrain stuff too to see if that kind of rejigs my hobby a little bit what about you mark you 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 play a few other things don't you oh yeah i've i've you know from my time on the dice tower and from reviewing games and stuff like that i have way too many games on my hands so uh i like to tend to you know bop into the board games when i can 
But, oh, no, I've got I picked up the Indominus box just because I could. I haven't cracked it open yet, but it's sitting over there looking at me. So but over the years, I, you know, I've been a Games Workshop Outrider. I have almost every Warhammer army, almost every 40K army. My kids were huge into 40K back when uh, fifth edition was around and stuff like that. So we've got tons of models laying around and I keep buying them, you know, just because like I don't play it. I haven't really played a game of it. I hated 6th edition, completely missed 7th edition, bought some for 8th. We bought the starter set, and my daughter and I goofed around with it a little bit, and then I bought Indominus for 9th, you know, because I'm trying to get entice Colin back in because he's a huge Ultramarines guy, but that didn't even get him uh, enticed. So that's sitting there, and that that's probably going to be the next thing I'm going to poke my head into if I can't get myself motivated to do the Klansman. But, you know, I mean, for me, it's the playing time. So a lot of times I'm more, you know, hobby, hobby. So it's not as much the playing and the list building and everything. It is this building, making it look cool and playing the small point fast games. So that's what, you know, that's most of my gaming, you know, when that happens. So, you know, it's, it's trying to find something that's interesting, motivating you and, I think the other thing that helps, too, is if you know you're going to use it for something, which is completely wrong for me for what I'm building here right now. I'm trying to figure out what to do with this, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I'm trying something different for burnout, you know, on the whole thing. You know, it's just like maybe I just built too many Mantic models and I just needed something different, you know, just to kind of take the take the edge off and get something a little more detailed and harder to put together. So, because it's been, it's literally taking me days to put this together as I've been building them in, you know, subsections as I can run back and forth from upstairs. I'm finding it easier to do than putting a little paint on a model and running upstairs. So I'm just kind of assembling. So, but all my clansmen are assembled already. So I've already gotten through that point. They're assembled and primed white. I wish I would have primed them Xandry dust, but you know, that's that that problem i have but uh just do a then, second coat second coat mate go over again it's yeah fine. yeah I'm, i just got the big slop brush out and i'm trying to you know clean them up and not obscure all the details so i ran into the same problem i i've got a thousand points of forces of nature that for me and my painting i think look pretty good okay but then i got to the salamander regiment and it's like oh <laughs> and i only put 11 models on there but that one i don't know for some reason that burned me out too so that I actually had a really bad job flocking the base, so it's sitting off to the side, and that kind of demotivated me a little bit. But I'm going to try to get back to them this week, too, while I'm off. So time also helps. You know, a lot of people are home, and they're painting their houses and are getting all sorts of stuff done during lockdown. I'm the exact opposite. I'm exhausted. So, you know, I'm just busting hump all the time. And uh, so it's it's nice to take a break in hobby, but... You know, with all this COVID going on and all the things you got to do with family and work and, you know, we, we have apartment buildings. So, you know, we've had some residents come down with the COVID that we've had to deal with. And, you know, I'm the head of the response team. It, it, it takes a lot out of you. So that's why I'm, I'm trying this and building these guys. I'm on my last rider right now. So right. We'll, we'll see what I do after this. I think one of the things that really can help is, is setting yourself goals. You know, it, it, if you if you haven't got a tournament you're prepping an army for, um, you know, as as in life, you know, I find so because uh, I work at home all the time, at the moment all the time, I find that I sit at home and, and it's quite easy to just kind of drift 
through your day, you know, you can answer some emails and do this and do that. And then you have a call, blah, blah, blah. I find that what helps to actually achieve things is you set a little list. So I'm going to write, here's the list of things I'm going to do today. And actually what I've started to do is include in my list, a couple of little hobby things, you know, just a couple of like, uh, finish the award for best painted today, you know, put that on my little list of work things so that when I'm working through my list and it's lunchtime, I'm like, ah, oh, do you know what? I'm going to do this now because otherwise you just sit there. You've forgotten about doing your hobby stuff. Uh, because you're you're you've been working and actually you just think maybe i'll just browse my phone for a little bit or i'll just play with the the dog or maybe i'll just eat two lunches which has happened a number of days through lockdown so i think that helps um matt you've put something on facebook asking people about uh what helps uh the kings of war community yeah let's take a look at that i'll, I'll start with my favorite which is michael clark saying to me listening to your sexy tones so um I, I think that's sucker, the best. Honestly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think that should be the top of everyone's list now. Just listen to more countercharge. Just to- Louise claimed that we include arms on countercharge. As you know, Rob Fanoff has banned all all use of arm on countercharge. It has to be. In fact, I'm not even sure what I've just said has made it into countercharge. Oh, I'm definitely I might editing sent- that out. Otherwise, we'll I'll have Rob. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Put it. Put in the sword clanks there, man. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I think Michael's actually referring the ums to himself because I can tell you when we had him on, it t- I edited out about half an hour of ums and st- some still made it in. So We should have a, a, th- a thieves gallery of the worst ummers in, in Kings of War because uh, Elliot Morris is definitely up there. And, uh... <laughs> Love you, Elliot. I work relentlessly on that. Sometimes it takes me four hours to edit just 15 minutes of countercharge. I mean, and you can't get them all because they're embedded in the speech and you just can't ferret them out of there. But uh, I get rid of a fair amount of them. It's not uncommon for me to edit an hour and a half episode and have 20 minutes laying on the ground. And so the episode only turns out to be an hour and 10 minutes. Oh, absolutely. So. I very quickly <laughs> learned to 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 distinguish the waveform of someone's um when I'm editing and then I don't even check it. Cut, gone. <laughs> it, here's a pop fact. is that Elliot, Elliot Morris's uh, um has the waveform of a, a falcon from above. It looks like a bird of prey. Never seen that before. <laughs> Amazing. This has got very detailed. I'm not sure the countercharge audience are terribly interested in listening to uh, the waveform of <laughs> various Well, to be honest, are. I don't know if they're that interested in us talking anyway. So, you know, let's just say hey, what we hey, want. Let us, let us know in the comments, guys. Uh, moving on. Um, so uh, let's go through some of the comments. So we had Andrew Goodman. Uh, one of his comments was just start grab a grab a model that you really like and just start inspiration comes from perspiration sometimes what do you think of that i mean that way you you said something along those lines steve of uh do we play other games and so do you just try and grab a model and, and paint it have you have you personally ever tried that and does it work so i did try that and i i think this advice is bull so uh <laughs> stick it andrew so i did actually try this right so i tried it with with my tree herder model with my wilt father um, I didn't enjoy it. I, I kind of think that forcing yourself to do something that you're not motivated to do can be counterproductive. I, I get what he's saying, that perspiration can be inspiration, but that's kind of like if you've got something you need to do. If, you, you know, if, you, if you're doing an army for a tournament, you'll burn out, but you still need to get to that tournament, then you just crack on and get on with it, chaps. That's fine. But if you haven't got anything to aim for, why are you doing something you're not enjoying? 
I'd almost say the opposite, which is just don't. Mm. Just take the time. Take your time or it's your time. Spend it as you wish. Look, Andrew is a very disciplined gentleman. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, I think that uh, that speaks to uh, that that would work for him for sure. I, I'm probably more similar to you, Steve. I don't I don't think forcing myself to do it would be overly enjoyable. Uh, one of my big problems, I said at the start, is you know just getting started because since. Well, uh, she's almost one now, but since my baby, I lost my dedicated hobby space. So not having everything just ready to go is a bit of a problem for me. I kind of go, oh, I got to get it out, and you know. So I've got a, I'm working on creating a new little space that maybe might help that. Uh, Chris Kellahan, who's also from Australia, said scheduling a game with a good opponent and wanting to get models ready for it, which I guess works if you're one of those people who doesn't want to put unpainted models on the table, which is a lot of us, really. What do we think about that? What do you think, Mark? Well, that can provide some motivation. Uh, we try not to put unpainted models on the table here. That's kind of my outrider thing. So you don't put unpainted models on the table. So... Uh, but they can help you definitely. And if you have the opportunity to see somebody face to face and play a game right now, I can certainly see where that would be a little bit motivating just to kind of get that social interaction and things like that. Particularly if you've had the lockdown, if you haven't really had any interruption in that, I, I'm not sure that that's much different than what you would do normally. So, but, uh, you know, given the times, uh, that could provide some motivation for you. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it was, it's like, um, like we said, isn't it? Having something to aim towards really helps, you know, because you're actually motivated to do something because for for a reason. And I, I'm very much in the I like painted models. I will play with the the odd unpainted model, but um, I wouldn't bring a, like a full. Particularly if I'm filming it, it's not something that I'm I would enjoy because I want people to enjoy looking at what they're uh, what's on YouTube. Otherwise, I'm not quite sure whether there is definitely not for my strategic know how. So I always try to have something painted on the table. So that, that is a, I think that's good advice. It's just the problem is at the minute there's not a lot of face-to-face games going on because people are necessarily concerned about, you know, dying. Mm. So Yep. Uh, next one is, oh, has anyone ever heard of Tom Robinson? It's not a name uh, I recognize. Nah. Some, he's a DJ no, on, radio, on BBC Radio 6, FYI. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah Tom Robinson. Yeah. Um, I mean, so Tom quite admits to being not a... Uh, you know, not a great hobbyist, but says uh, he doesn't tend to finish units unless they're needed in a game or tournament. So kind of similar to Chris, I guess. So, but he does like a cool modeling idea to get him going. So I think we saw him post some uh, Wolf Riders recently, didn't we? Wolf that he's going Riders, to use as, yeah. um, what are they going to be? Honor Guard? Yeah, it's great to see Tom posting some some hobby stuff, to be honest, because he, he got a lot of stick for the army he won Masters with in the UK. You might not know about this, but... He basically turned up to Masters with, um, it was the all zombies and like four dragons list or four, four, six dragons list. And it was, uh, it was strong toned. The whole army was just strong toned. Right. And it was, it was not, he admitted very, you know, not great quality, but it was based and it was painted. Right. Mm. So I, I very much enjoy seeing, and I'm really enjoying actually seeing people who aren't necessarily, uh, known for being hobbyists posting hobby stuff because they've had the time to do that and i really really enjoy that because it's a part of the of the hobby that i i value a lot more than people's like strategic skill or their ability to game seeing what people can produce really excites me and that's kind of what i put into the into the uh, the the community updates that i do is i get excited when people do cool things with models so seeing tom who 
as we know, is uh, apparently the best player in the world, mm. um, pulling out some hobby stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's that's motivating to me. Seeing somebody like him do that, definitely. Yeah, so that you know, the interesting. So he gets motivated by a cool modeling idea, but you're saying you get a bit motivated by seeing someone like him do it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm. And it's like, see, and I, I think that's that's something that hasn't been mentioned actually, but the the community is definitely part of the inspiration of doing stuff. Like every time Hank Googe posts something post something i'm like this is incredible i really you know i wish i could do something like that and your brain starts to work doesn't it you know Mm. and i think the while facebook is a plague and i i cordially loathe it the separate army groups i think are great kind of uh kind of uh, melting pots of ideas about how armies can work um and i don't know about you but what gets me the most excited if i haven't listened to a counter charge army review i start thinking about hey maybe i could run that i mean like a great example i listened to a while ago to the abyss army review i instantly wrote a, a forces of the abyss list incidentally an army i have zero interest in ever playing and started to run out universal battle because i was like this sounds really exciting and great so you know that kind of motivation from the community i think is is a really it, it can be really great in overcoming a hobby burnout mm. well maybe we should start maybe we should just get people motivated and do a like a weekly hobby challenge do something every week post it on the facebook group see what we get yeah let's get Zelensky involved Zelensky, you up for that there you go well hey i will certainly try i tried to do uh, i tried to do the blackjack legacy slow grow but i just didn't have enough time to do it but you know something weekly yeah i might be able to pull that off so it'd certainly give me a reason to run down in the basement and do something well, so well why don't we run it over like four to six weeks and if I, I'm happy to back this. So if if someone contributes every week, then they will go into a raffle and I will sponsor a 50 USD voucher to the shop of their choice. What? He's putting his money where his mouth is. Yeah. I love Whoa. this. Why don't we do that? Well, I have somewhere here in the basement a rare out-of-print blaster model. Ooh. I got some of them as well, actually. Yeah, I got, I got some counter charge swag because Fnuff sent me some ages ago. There but, you uh, go. Oh, I'm only who's your favourite? By the way, Mark. Oh, he sent oh. you stuff. <laughs> Uncle Rob, you're in trouble. <laughs> we we all know that you're his favourite, Matt. Yeah, Don't true. worry. Yeah, okay. That's all this, Mark. All this kind of, I'll try. You know what Yoda said? You know, do or do not. There is there no, is no try. Absolutely. Try, right. I say that all the time. So. But no, oh, hey, what what do you have? What do you have in mind, Matt? What, what kind of weekly challenge do you have? Do I have to like paint a Picasso model, or what do I have to do? Uh, look, I think we just make it as we want to see progress. I, I, I don't think we make it too big, right? So that's something that um, it was actually in Mark Taylor's next comment was do something no matter how small. So why don't let's uh, not let's make not make it a big deal. Let's just see. We want to see you do a bit of hobby every week for the next six weeks starting from you know what we'll do is we'll do an announcement once i've edited this this show um it might be a base it might be a model it might be a unit it can vary between people but let's just see you doing some hobby i like it can i do some terrain because that's yeah, that's all totally totally <laughs> yeah you know just as long as uh you know as we mentioned in the duncan episode uh you know the intimidation is real so don't worry about that it doesn't have to be picasso and i do not like to post my stuff because it's not that good. But for this challenge, I will overcome my fear and post it. Well, and but I think that's the thing, Mark. We're not going to judge the quality either. We're looking for people to do something and then it's going to be a raffle at the end for those that contribute every week. 
Absolutely. Mm. I think that's a great idea. I'm really excited by that. And that can, can, can get you back in and get people excited. And of course, everyone that's already doing hobby and doing stuff, they can post stuff up as well. That's great because actually what that does is motivate people to do. But um, you're absolutely right in what you said before, Matt, in that you know, we saw this huge explosion of hobby stuff that is absolutely, you know, to the point where I've reduced the the community updates to 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 fortnightly because there's just not enough going on in the community to to warrant a weekly update mm. that says a lot i'd love to see i'm sure people are doing stuff maybe they're just not posting it yeah i, I would say that now we're seeing less than pre-lockdown wouldn't you uh, i think definitely so definitely yeah. so there are people who are doing stuff and they're excited about doing stuff but it, it does feel like there is a lull there's even a lull in in what people are producing you know Mantic are focusing on on the new Hellboy role playing game, which is understandable. Um, I think we'll see a big upswing when the Magic supplement comes out, but mm. there is going to be a lull period, and that's going to be October. So we've got a couple of months, right? Yeah, I also think that you know everybody started off great guns, and this is just going on. And I think that all those projects, as you mentioned before, are done, and now it's like, okay, now what? This COVID's going on too long. It's like, you know, even though it's the new normal and we really all have to embrace it. So it's time to kind of break out of our shells a little bit and do a little something, you know, with what we have going on. But uh, I just think it's the length of time too, guys. It's just, you know, people really didn't expect this. And, um, you know, we're dealing with it. And it's the first time we've ever dealt with anything like this. Hopefully none of us were around in 1918. So, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What was it like, Mark? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, and I think that I think that's a good point, Mark. Is that a lot of projects were done, and then it's it's looking at what getting ne- next to. Because I'm um, sorry to everyone, we're not going to get to all their comments, but a, a recurring theme is having a deadline. And for large parts of the world, there are no deadlines to get to at the moment, right? So m- multiple people have said upcoming tournaments. Well, if you're playing on UB, it doesn't matter. So I think without those deadlines too, that has affected a, a lot of people. Uh, and another interesting one from Roxanne is that uh, having others who are excited as well, which kind of fits in with what we're talking about. But she uses, I know Roxanne's from a more rural part of Australia and they've got a great little group out there. And when the whole group is excited, they all get excited. So like using your local gaming group is probably a good idea. Yeah. There's an interesting comment from um, a couple of people who said this actually. There was a Matthew Tayo said it. And then again, um, Christo, is it about ready the law? Christo M. Yeah, not not not. I assume his real name. No, no, but, but his, re- his real last re- name is a lot longer. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, yeah. Is every single person Australian that's responded to this no. thing? Is anyone actually from anywhere else in the world? There are quite a few Aussies like, in there, but you know they 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 support the real deal. You know. The drawer of Groger, is that yeah, what it is? Exactly. So um, they're talking about reading the law, and what's interesting is that my copy of Drowned Secrets has arrived, which means that Amazon's finally sorted their life out, and they've gone to print. So for those of you who are waiting for a paper copy, that's kind of a, a new official book, I suppose, in the Kings of War trilogy. I really enjoyed um, Mark Barber's uh, first novel, and uh, you know Ben Stoddard is a is a big friend to Countercharge, so I've been getting into that. So I think that is another thing that can be really exciting, and there is a new piece of official kind of canon law that's out there to be read. Yeah, I agree, and and helping you get that inspiration going for what might be a new army or even a new unit or a new model, right? I'm honestly, um, uh, I've been listening to you, your pod last podcast, Steve. Is it your last one, the Twilight King review, the one that goes for three days? 
all right. You know, I was just trying to emulate Alex Coos. In everything I do, I want to be more like Coos. So, well, yeah. uh, to be fair, thing, it wasn't even as long as one of his did. games. So, <laughs> uh, do you know something? That the one thing, and I didn't play a lot of Warhammer. So I would say that I started in Warhammer, but literally, like my cumulative like, gaming time in Warhammer would probably be less than a year. But uh, I loved hearing about um, Mikael. Right to me, that is a cool character with some fluff, and I feel like we just still haven't got to the point yet where we've got these, you know, these key people that are really well defined in the fluff. And I, I love the idea of armies being built around a character, and and to me, we're just not there yet. And I'd love to see more of that. But I was sitting there listening to that, Steve, and I think the whole army review is great, actually. it's It has invigorated my hobby a bit because it was a – I reckon it was one of the best army reviews we've done because you guys really sold the army. But, you know, I'd, I'd love to see more around these specific characters that are playable characters. Yes, guys, that's actually the plan. Um, if you catch some of our narrative workshop episodes uh, – Ben and Felix and I spoke with Brandon Rossbon from Wington Star Publishing, and they're working on that. So the role-playing game, unfortunately, is a bit delayed, but I think that's going to start driving some of it, too. And they have specific character minis that you could buy off of that Kickstarter, and they're going to start with the novels and with um, the role-playing game, start developing the character's more deeply and start having the crossover because we've talked at an Adepticon many, many years ago about tying all the threads together. And that is happening. There's actually a lore committee that's working in the background. And so similar to the rules committee. And so you're going to see some great stuff coming out. So I think you're going to start seeing some more character minis and some more uh, missions and things like fun stuff like that. That's going to come out like, uh, a shawl from Drowned Secrets is actually going to be a highlight character in a role-playing adventure and stuff like that. So it's it's going to come. So yeah. I think you'll see a shawl show up, um, you know, one of the expansion modules and things like that. So I think you're going to start seeing the characters and hopefully they'll stick around. And I agree with you. The one thing about the Warhammer world is you have these bigger than life characters that were always there. You know, Colin was always about... Um, Von Karsteins, Von Karsteins, yeah. you know, Manfred Von Karstein, you know, that's all I hear all the time. So, but uh, he loved that stuff. And I really think that that's missing a little bit. And while I'm sitting here talking, I'm going to put out a quick shout out before I forget. If you go over to Audible, you can get the first Mark Barber's and uh, novel and the first Kings of War novel, Steps to Deliverance, on audiobook right now. So if you go over there, if you sign up, you can actually get your free audio book and you can download that and uh, you can grab it and listen to it. So very, very ready. cool. Just be ready for them to, to, to say Basalia, apparently. This is the, uh, <laughs> yes. that's the new official pronunciation <laughs> of Basilia or Basilea. It's Basalia. So uh, and, be ready. And were you going to say something on the on the characters thing, Steve? Oh, I was just going to say that I love Mikhail so much. I absolutely agree. He's my, he is he is my you know he's my bait he's amazing yeah. <laughs> i just love him yeah and you just, pay 260 points too right because he feels cool right and he feels cool yeah he's and, such an awesome dude uh, and to me i think we've had this discussion before that oh you know the world the world needs developing and then the gamers are saying well you know it needs everything to be balanced which i agree but i think these two things like that gaming and the law is not mutually exclusive 
And I think there's a thing, I think if they just kind of developed the law in terms of races, I don't think that's going to work. So I'm glad to hear that, Mark. I did, I must have missed that in that episode because I did listen to that episode. But I think we really need to see the world built around characters and then we hear about the races in the context of those characters. I, I, I mean, for me personally, um, and there will be people that, that where that's not so, but for me personally, that is far more engaging. You know, I can get behind a, a person. And that's what history is built on, right? I mean, if we talk about real history, is big characters and personalities. Absolutely. You know, you know about Napoleon. You don't know about the name of Napoleon's foot soldiers. I couldn't tell you too, you know, two things about them but i can tell you about napoleon apparently or you know those big battles and stuff like that and that's kind of where we want to go and i as a non-warhammer person i get tired of comparisons to warhammer you know kings of war is a a, a young game with little lore warhammer was 30 years of story development stop it leave it behind you're boring um and the fact of the matter is gw killed that world and it wasn't as interesting as you think it was end of my rant i may have had a little bit too much whiskey however <laughs> i don't i don't get the obsession i mean i was although i didn't play warhammer because we, i had all the models and stuff i used to get the books and i remember i used to read uh drakenfels drakenfels was a great book uh, and i had ignorant armies was another awesome book that i really enjoyed reading but i didn't get into the lore beyond that because i then fell out fell out of the hobby so i haven't got the history that everyone's got and that deep love for all these gw um tropes and characters and stuff it just passes me by i don't care what a sword master of hoth is right it's, it's not of interest to me so i'm interested in new worlds and i kind of feel like it's dead and gone and being invested in a new world is where we should be going and there is depth in the law the difficulty is that people haven't had the opportunity to explore it because actually the rule book's pretty long and i think the number of people that actually have read all of the law in the rule book is relatively small. The law is there waiting for them to enjoy. They just haven't got through the fiction to enjoy it. Now, is that because the fiction isn't good enough? Is that because there isn't enough kind of high-profile media, enough books to make it worth doing? I don't know. I don't know where we're at with that, but yeah. um, this is slightly off-topic now. Well, <laughs> no, look, and I think, to be fair, a lot of a lot of people are invested that law because they started in their childhood, right? So it's a, right. you know, it's, it's got that nostalgia element to them you know they got in it then they really bought into it and then it's for them but even with the fluff in the the rule books which i have read i still don't think it's to me it's just not quite characterful enough and i think i would love to see more characters i mean i agree i, I don't really care about what a sword master of hoeth is so much i think i would care about that more over time but i i just i would love to see yeah the law more and develop these special characters. Like, I mean, to me, we still don't know much about the green lady, except that sometimes she's good. Sometimes she's bad, right? She's a balancing force, like develop her for me. You know, let's, let's see some stories, more stories that revolve around her, um, that, that show that, uh, or I don't know, other special characters that we've currently got, but also we then want to see that reflected in the rules. So one of the, I mean, to me, I don't have, well, we've, Elves have been discussed a lot. But to me, one of the problems is I want to see the fluff reflected in the rules that we play with on the table, right? So when you say that elves are the most are the best archers in the world, it doesn't make much sense to me when the rules are the same. They're basically the same as goblin archers. Oh, don't 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 go here again. So uh, <laughs> but, but but that's we, not we from a game from power point of view. For me, that's just from a fluff point of view that the rules don't reflect the fluff. Right. And I understand that. And mm. one of the interesting things we talked about in the in the Twilight King review, we 
meant I've got to the excellent part of the review was the fact that they're labeled as a levy. So the idea of these archers are that actually this is just like these are shopkeepers mm. who've been given a bow, mm. right? Your glade stalkers are your expert archers. That's why they're elite and pathfinder mm. and all that kind of stuff. I don't think they are like that in the elf fluff though. In the elf, no, maybe not. The books. Yeah, yeah, they're they're literally described as you know elite archers of elite. the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they definitely got the elite rule. Yeah, yeah, uh, still hit, still hit on fives. Mm. But anyway, uh, but, but yeah. that's what I just want to moving say. on. I, I want to see how well, but it's it's a point in that I want to see the fluff reflected in the rules. Keith Randall screaming down the phone at me, something about giving four plus shooting back or steady aim. I can't, I can't hear him. I can't hear him. He's drunk. Well, drifting back real quick to the authors and stuff like that in books, uh, I am looking forward to C.L. Werner's trilogy that's going to be coming out from Wing to Sar because they are going to go back and they are going to go back into the lore and the history and the making of the world and catch us up to speed. And it's going to be Clint Werner. So, I mean, you've got a, a vaunted author, you know, a legend from the Black Library writing these books. So, I mean, um, I am so looking forward to that. I can't wait for it to come out. And as soon as I can uh, get some more information on that and drag Clint back on the show, I am going to do that. But very, very excited. I know that uh, he's pretty close on the first book. So it's still hush-hush what it's all about. But you can let your imagination run wild. But uh I really uh, hope that's that, exciting. That's my excitement. I really hope that is exciting because, like, it always, reminds, it always reminds me of the Silmarillion, you know, in terms of, like, going back into the beginning and the lore and stuff. The Silmarillion is dry, boring literature. So <laughs> I, if anyone talks about that, I always get slightly tarred by that brush. Uh, but I, I, like you say, you know, he's he's well-known as an excellent author, so I really hope he does bring life to that. I feel a bit sad that, you know, we won't be able to play those characters because that's going to be stuff that's dead and gone, right? So it's kind of like the history of Mantic or of Panathor. So hopefully there's some contemporary kind of comparisons you can draw in. So there are threads that can like feed through then you can live through yourself, I suppose. Yeah, true. And that's actually a really good point in the context of characters too. So the choice of when they release a new edition or a new supplement of moving the time time line forward actually also can have some negatives in that you know, potentially you lose or, or gain characters like I like gaining characters, but, you know, it probably makes it harder to make armies specifically characterful if you decide to really jump the timeline forward. Hey, I've heard that some of the characters that you may have loved that were lost in the version three oh, I've heard might, that make, might yeah. be making a sneaky return. Yeah, which I think is yeah. a great thing. You know, I think uh, more characters is a good thing. I think, and yeah, I've heard that too, that... I think there might be some interesting stuff in this, you know, moderately uh, dialed down Clash of Kings book that we're going to get. All right, so a camp- uh, campaign uh, supplement, magical campaign supplement, mm. I think. You know, play play with your mates, ridiculous magic rules kind mm. of thing. Yeah. 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 Um, so probably in terms of hobby burnout stuff, one of the other things is is, you know, Jeremy's really driven this, great resource which is countercharge after dark so we've got the discord channel now we've moved to discord so there'll be a link in the show notes and in the announcements for the facebook group so if you're looking for someone to help invigorate your hobby then often there's someone on the discord channel uh, jump on and jump on and hobby with someone else mark you've been on a few times recently right oh yeah um i've been jumping on now sadly a lot of my stuff happens during the day or in the morning so and a lot of them gather at night but i am trying to you know every once in a while catch somebody during the day 
uh, or early in the morning, and I've been able to catch a few people, which is nice. So if you are thinking about getting on After Dark, please join the Discord. And if you're jumping on to Hobby, say something and say, hey, I'm jumping on because I get a notification that pops up on my phone. So, and sometimes I'll bustle downstairs and see if I can join in or, you know, something like that. And even if it's just one or two of you, it's great. And there's other times I just sit on the Discord and nobody joins and I turn it off and I go away. But, yeah, at least I'm, I'm there. Yeah, I know. But, you know, I, I paint at odd times. The popular times, like 8 o'clock at night EST or PST, and they'll be up till 1 o'clock in the morning and all that. And, you know, that's not fitting with my uh, unfortunate time schedule with life right now. But um, I used to be able to do that. But, you know, now my work schedule is not, not allowing that at all. But... You know, so I'm more during the day or in the morning or, you know, something like that. I think Felix and I, we're out on a Sunday morning sometime. So, you know, but if you join, please join the Discord server and we'll try to put the link in the show notes. And then if you pop on, just give a shout out. And then, you know, if somebody jumps on, they jump on. But it is great. And, you know, and you just catch up with other people. It's a great thing. And it's a great way to just kind of make that connection too during the COVID and just kind of talk to people. There's there's a limit to Facebook <laughs> so and stuff like that. So, you know, you definitely uh, get the, the audio and the personal, you know, interaction is great. So definitely, definitely. You guys have been on, haven't you? I've been on occasionally. There was a couple of times where I just turned, the, even if I'm not hobbying, that I've turned the video on just to see you know, just to see who's there just off my phone and just to join in for a bit of a chat, you know? So I don't think, don't feel like you have to be hobbying to join in, just join in and it's not all Kings of War talk. I'm not, I'm certainly not there as frequently as I'd like to be, but I I think feel free to just join in and chat to like-minded individuals. Yeah, I suppose uh, (laughs) your time zone probably isn't the the biggest help for you there, is it? You know, the fact that, you know, we, a lot of After Dark is is US-based, you know, there has been sessions when um, we've pushed it for, for, for Europeans and there's been kind of a more, uh, particularly weekends and stuff. But for me, it's a weekends is my family time, so I don't really get to do it then. So if I'm on, if, I, if I've ever joined After Dark, it tends to be on a UK evening, which isn't uh, the most popular time for the US. But I know it's funny for me that I don't, I, I zone out when I hobby. Mm. If, I, if I am doing hobby or painting, I kind of want my brain to be on. So I'll either have like, uh, like I'll put on one of Visibly Riley's YouTube, you know, Battle Reports or Page Neo or one of the, or you know, Victoria War Games, something like that. Or I'll listen to a podcast if I'm catching up on 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 the backlog of podcasts that I've got because I'm not driving anywhere. Having to chat to someone, like responsibly chat to someone while I'm trying to do detail painting work, is quite hard for me. Like even if my so my wife's um, she's got this. It's weirdly kind of a little bit like hobby, but it's like a. I don't know how to describe it to you guys. I'm literally looking at it right now. It's like an apartment block, the inside of an apartment, but it's beautiful. And it's all, and she's bought it. And we ordered it um, from China. And it's all kind of like lacquered wood and paneling and stuff. And it's, it's like the ideal apartment you'd like to live in, but it's in miniature. It's like you craft this miniature apartment with PVA glue and paper and stuff. And so if she's sitting here doing that with me, I find it incredibly hard to concentrate on painting a model while I'm chatting to her. Hmm. I, so you know, it's not for everyone, is it? Really, I, I, I kind no. of, if, if I'm if I'm doing terrain, so like while I'm talking to you guys now, I'm, I'm dry brushing. I've taken inspiration, so you clearly have inspired me. I'm dry brushing a, a it's my voice, an archway. It is you inspire me and everything. Mm. Um, I'm I'm dry brushing an archway, which is one of the awards for my tournament. So 
I can do that. That's something very simple and it's not very complicated. But if I'm having to do like a, a wet blend or a detailed stuff, I can't, I can't talk to people when I'm doing that. That's not, that's not for me, but uh, hmm. yeah. And anyway, and as I say in the UK, it is, it's difficult to find the right time zone, but there are some stalwarts. If you are US based, it is strongly US based, but uh, we'd be happy to, to welcome everyone from every demographic. I was accused of being from the US by Bob Point the other day. I'm watching you point. I don't know where you live, but I'm going to find you. You live Stoke Way. I'm going to come and find you. How dare you? Yeah, I don't. I, I wouldn't tell you with that brush, Steve. Thanks, man. Mm. Would you say I was Australian or not? Not good enough. And yeah, no, I wouldn't claim you either. Right, fair enough. New Zealand, right? New Zealand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we can. I'm prepared to acknowledge you across the ditch, but no closer. Mark's already worked in a couple of shout outs. Do we have any other shout outs to do, or are we just going to wind it up? Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, keep countercharging. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15, or by commenting on the Countercharge Kings of War podcast Facebook group. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons. I'd like to shout out Easy Army. If it's not on Easy Army, it's not happening. <laughs> My impression of Mark Zelensky. <laughs> Is he there? Are you gone? Mark, are you there? We're marked down. Marked down. Man down! I just had to take a call from work. <laughs> can you spot blaster on the page? Can you, can you spot blaster on the page? <laughs> Did you guys hear me? No. Yeah, now we can. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, I'm sitting here trying to say something and somehow my uh, microphone got muted. So... <laughs> But yes, I'm not going to shout out easyarmy.com, so... <laughs> Don't worry, I'll leave our impressions of you in so it still gets a shout out, Mark. Good gracious. So, oh, right. Mr. Zelensky, can I accrue this? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>